Hello, world, and welcome back to another episode of the Let's Talk Audio Podcast. Woohoo! So, on today's episode, we have DJ Yvonne, aka Evan Smith, and he is, well, for starting off, he is obviously a DJ, and he is also a recording engineer, slash mix engineer, slash general production person. So, before we get into this episode, I just want to take a quick moment just to kind of say a couple things. One is that I have mentioned on this show before that being a minority, in my opinion, extends beyond one's race, sex, and sexual orientation. And so as that being said before, I thought it would be interesting to have Evan on because he is a huge Jesus follower. He is a huge Christian. That is the foundation of all the things that he does in life. Um, and so because of that, his business model and the way that he approaches his business and the things that he's doing, I find to be kind of interesting. And so as a result, I thought it'd be interesting to have a conversation with him, given that as his background. Now, I do want to make sure to say that one, this is not me trying to force religion on anybody. You do you boo boo. But I do think that sometimes it's nice to have conversations with people who think differently than us, who might have different perspectives than us. And Evan obviously has a very different perspective from, I would say most people who generally try to have a business. Most people aren't going to put their faith as a foundational principle of their business. Um, and so with that being said, I thought this conversation was interesting and I hope that you guys also take that into consideration while listening. So without further ado, we're going to get right on into this episode. First, we have to do an intro. So you got to introduce yourself. Who are you in the world? What are you doing? Okay. Yeah. So I am uh, DJ Yvonne or Evan, whatever you want to call me. I have many hats. As you can see, I have a hat on. But (laughs) I honestly, I'm very open with people at times. And there are times where I'm not. I think that it just depends on where the spirit is leading me. And a lot of people, especially in today's age, they don't understand what it means to be Christian. Like in order to, you know, have faith, what does that look like? You know, what does it mean to die to yourself daily? What does it mean to, you know, be unafraid and in, in, in allowing the anxiety and the fear and all of that, like, don't take you down. Like if I allowed fear to ruin my life, I feel like I would have stopped a long time ago. I mean, that, that is just hands down. And, and I actually just released an album with, uh, Stephen Malcolm, Cannon, some of those bigger CHH artists or, or just rappers who are in the industry, you know? And so for me, I'm on both sides of the fence, uh, but I always keep it real. I always keep it Jesus first. 
And I think for me, and, and especially with just my, I guess in my testimony, I've always been very open to people about it, but also like if, if you rub me the wrong way or I don't think you should know this about me, then I don't, I don't think I should, but I'll definitely pray for you, <laughs> you know? And so I think it's like choosing your battles, especially in the music industry. Cause the music industry, I don't know if you know, is crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do know that. <laughs> <you> know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that we have to guard, you know, who we surround ourselves with and, and God recently, uh, and this is just, I'm, I'm going to shout some people out. You should go look them up. They're amazing people doing amazing things for the kingdom. One of them I met recently and he's just a, a dear brother to my heart named Brandon Hawkins. Um, and he's actually in Nashville. And so we have a kind of a team together called Straight Up Nashville. And so we have a collective of people that uh, basically are bringing the kingdom of God to Nashville. And so it's, it's going to be a powerful thing right now. It's, it's moving, you know, steadily. I mean, I can't really say much on it right now, but <laughs> all I can say is it's going to change how the music industry has worked. Cool. So I guess how, first off, how did you get into the world of audio and the world of music? And let's start with that. Honestly, it all goes back to God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm that. sure it does. <laughs> um, <laughs> really, I think that, you know, I was senior in high school and I started DJing because one of my friends was a DJ and I was like, man, you know, I don't know what I want to do with my life, so might as well do that. But like, even before that, God was like, Hey, Evan, you're going to disciple people of all nations. And I was like, how am I going to do that? I don't even like, I'm not a, you know, a pastor or, I mean, I am an avenger, an evangelist, but I mean, that's like it. I just talk to people. Well, I connect with people. Well, like what, what exactly, you know, is that? What does that mean? Ultimately, I had to make a lot of hard choices, obviously with, you know, I have a full studio here in my, my room in my house. And then I have my, you know, DJ stuff in the garage. So it's like a lot. I've been blessed. Let me just say that. Like I've been, I've been ridiculously blessed and I want to share that with other people, you know, whether that's, you know, helping them in times of need you know, with a, with a couch or something, or like if people are on tour and they're like, Hey, can we like stop by or do like a studio session or anything like that? Like I'm, I'm just really a servant at heart, but it's also a business. So it's like hard to sometimes de combine the two, if that makes sense. And so with that has come some losses, I would say. But I've gained a lot more in uh, spiritual wealth than anything. And really, it's like my community, my home church, I do audio for them. So it's like, you know, God is just kind of saying, hey, this is the path that you were made to be on. With that, it's like there's really only one way to go and that's up. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, as far as my, my testimony goes, you know, it's it's real. Uh, the struggle with lust and pornography, 
the struggle with uh, anxiety and doubt, the struggle with being lonely and, and following God's lead when he says no to stuff. And, and that's hard to do in today's age because we are so consumed. We're so consumed by the media. We're so consumed by just everything that Satan is trying to throw at us. And so with audio, I think that there is a, a, a divine connection that God uses in order to bring people to him. And so I think that's why worship is so important and, and true worship, not just, Hey, I'm doing this for the fans, but like, Hey, I'm doing this for, for Christ and allowing just that like sensitivity in kind of your spirit. So specifically with audio, you started DJing in high school because you had a friend who was a DJ and then you started doing audio at church because church. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because you're at church, basically. So basically, right. I was like, how do I explain that? And I was like, you're at church. <laughs> well, I got introduced to it. Okay. Recently, actually. So it's been a huge blessing. I also do audio repair. So if you have anything broken, I mean, I fix stuff and, and I'm in the process of training for that right now. Uh, so I work at a place called audio electronics in Dallas. Uh, growing up, my brother has been actually on stage with uh, Matt Carney, knows Leon Bridges, you know, a few of those, just to name a few people, I guess. Um, and so, you know, he had a band in college and in high school. And so growing up, I was surrounded by that musical talent. And so it's like, man, I can't really sing or rap or do anything. So it's like, what do I do? How do I fit into the equation? And so... I'm just really good at talking to people. I'm really good at connecting with other people and saying, Hey man, like, can you help me out with, you know, a beat or Hey, what about this feature? Or Hey, I think you'd be really awesome on this particular track. And then gaining other artists with other artists. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. You're like the bridge between, between people, basically. It's kind of right. what I got. I'm like a Kurt Franklin, DJ Khaled. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a perfect example of who I am. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Just yeah. like that. Okay, cool, cool. So you s mentioned before that you weren't sure what you wanted to do. So did you end up going to school for this or did you just kind of, it was like all self-taught sort of a situation? It was self-taught, but also shout out to Media Tech Institute uh, in Farmer's Branch. I just, I love the teachers there. I graduated about a year ago during the pandemic. So it was kind of rough. <laughs> um, not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, it was probably one of the hardest experiences of my life because it was a job that was kind of dead end. I worked at a warehouse and uh, at first I was like, man, I had to get let go because of some injury stuff, but I'm better now. But it just kind of like, God, what are you doing? I need, I have bills to pay. <laughs> right. But honestly, it's like, he, he's just like, I'm just letting you know that this is where you're going. You know, I've been in situations in studios where I was the only person of faith, you know, and people were doing things around me that weren't godly. And so it was part of, I think it was more so like an encouragement to me to say like, wow, I do have strength 
and and I do have the ability to share uh, this light that a lot of people tend to seem kind of silly or or evil almost. It's it talks about it in Isaiah where you know the evil will become good and the good will become evil, and that is honestly a prophecy in my opinion because I think that's what's happening to America right now. And so if we're not careful and if we don't stand up for it, we're going to be intolerated to what is around us and not saying don't love anybody who is in their sin, but call them out of their sin and don't participate in it. And so that's something that, you know, is, is a struggle for everybody. I know that that's, I'm just keeping it real. (laughs) Like, like that's the best I can just describe the way I've been living at this time is just loving people, but ultimately loving God first. And and honestly, I use my studio room as a worship room, you know? And so I just kind of chill here and and see what God tells me, see what the Holy Spirit tells me, see what Jesus tells me, because I know that, you know, his ways are better than mine. And so when it comes to audio, I know that we're trying to get to audio. I keep talking about Jesus. I know. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Actually, I, I keep thinking of things in my head, but you're good. Keep going. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I did a uh, a lot of stuff on MediaTek, kind of elevated my game. I mean, I've been taught by people that have done amazing things in the in the industry, like uh, Destiny's Child, Kanye West, Dixie Chicks. Uh, Lecrae, even man, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, it's just funny how, like, and this is totally off topic, it's just something funny to me. It's really funny how, like, a few years ago, really, you know, he was like this nobody guy, and now all of a sudden he's like everywhere. It is really interesting because it's like I saw the progression of his life because I had a friend who ended up going on tour with him, like back in the day and like it was like this whole thing and so it was really interesting just to like watch people's progression over time not that his progression was like overnight he wasn't an overnight success oh no you know he's like he's like uh what's that famous quote by dolly parton that's like you know people call me an overnight success but it took me like 10 years to get here or something like that (laughs) and it's kind of funny because that's like that's like the definition of him as well right like he was an overnight success but it took him like you know all this time to get there no it's interesting i actually remember lecrae being in denton me too. Yeah, he, yeah. He did a concert so, for our church at one point. <laughs> yeah, and so he was like, it was like oh four or five, and my friend, who he's one of my discipleship leaders. His name is Mike Ryherd, and he actually uh, discipled Lecrae back in the day. So, yeah, so it's kind of cool to see like the, just people in the industry that you know. Or, or that you know of, like I know of a friend of a friend, that sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like how you know Leon Bridges, right? Like, I mean, I feel the same way. Like, I <laughs> I remember going to like his show, you know, here in DF Dub, and like he was. I mean, not that he was ever a nobody, but you know what I mean. Right, he wasn't on the scale right. that he is now of Leon Bridges. He was just that guy who played really great music in that club. You know, and you would go see it sometimes and it was fun. And now, and so you're like, oh man, I knew that guy like back in the day. I mean, I don't know him personally, but you know, I remember his show. (laughs) Yeah. So it's kind of the same concept. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right. I think you hit the, the, (laughs) hit the nail on the head. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know sayings are so weird. It's fine. I can't want my own all the time. <laughs> no, <right. laughs> I wanted you said something earlier, and I kind of want to circle back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were talking about how you know you, you try to to stay positive and 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 be a light in the world, even though you know it's there's some interesting things out there, right? So how do you maintain that balance of being in a secular world and accepting like for example, clients for like DJing or your mastering projects. Cause I know that you also started that business as well. How do you, I guess, figure out which clients you're going to accept and how to maintain that balance with also your beliefs and faith. And that is sort of like at the forefront of your business model. Honestly, it's just having conversations like this. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, I, I mean, I just love people where they're at. I mean, that's, that's it. Like we're, we're not called to judge people outside the church. We're called to judge people inside the church. And that is actually biblical. And so what we need to do is stop, take a breath, <laughs> right? And, and nothing surprises me anymore. Like nothing, nothing surprises me because it's almost like, I've been indoctrinated into a culture that I don't even want to be a part of, <laughs> you know, but the thing about it is life still has to go on. Like the gospel still needs to be spread no matter what I think should happen. And, and obviously I, I assume that like a lot of people would say positively, towards you know some of these movements that are happening right now even like they're very indoctrinated forceful down your throat but they're saying it oh this is what freedom is this is what true freedom is and it's not like we got to think bigger than just the stuff that's happening in this world i think that when we get our eyes on jesus Everything else seems so dim. Like it, it really does. Like I'm not, I'm not just saying that just to say it, but it's like when you're in sin, sometimes it just, it just doesn't seem right, you know? And then when you, you realize that's not for me, you know, like, like I've tried running away, you know, I've tried running away in, in college and, and, and really like, just saying screw you know screw god you know but i never did i said god i know you're here i know you're you're present all the time sin is is like throw up it it's disgusting <laughs> and so i think that we have to kind of have that mindset <laughs> of just bringing it into perspective but with audio I mean, you just vibe with the people, they'll vibe with you, you know? And I think for me, I, uh, I can be a people pleaser at times, but when it comes to the gospel, I stand my ground. And right now it's, it's a process of not becoming a people pleaser, but more of a God pleaser. And so really for me, it's, it's something that I haven't like really thought of much because as a DJ, I was doing you know, secular parties and all this other stuff, but I wouldn't drink. I wouldn't, you know, participate in what they're participating in. I mean, or just like having explicit 
language in my songs and stuff like that. And just certain artists that I just don't play anymore just because of there's something more going on there. So, yeah, music is powerful. It can be used both for good and for evil. Yeah. So do you ever get a lot of pushback on that from people who want to hire you or anything like that? Like, do they ever, I don't know, try to be like, yeah, but we're hiring you, so we want this? Normally for gigs, I try to keep it to the customer. You know, if they if they hire me, I'm saying, hey, whatever the customer wants. Yeah. But, I mean, it's going to be clean. And most of the time, they respect that, you know. It's more so mentality of morality. And so if people are like, hey, I want you to. I got hit up, you know, the other day by a club in Dallas that does like ASAP Ferg and stuff like that, mm. you know. And so I'm just like, hey, if you need help, let me know. But look. This is who I stand for, so let me know, gotcha. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you know? And so I, I'm honestly more scared of the church and Christians that say they're Christians, like the religious Christians, than gotcha. the actual, like, people in the world, if that makes sense. Because here's the thing. They're not lying to your face about, hey, I just smoked weed or, hey, I just smoked or did alcohol or whatever, you know, and that I can respect a heck of a lot more than somebody who's lying to my face. And, you know, it took me a while to be like, Hey, you know, I'm struggling with this and this and this, and I don't even care anymore. You know, it, it's a part of just maturing and being free in Christ. And so, yeah, but I mean, I guess to go back more to audio, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Actually, before you do, I have one question, though. Okay, yeah. I know that, like, the title of the podcast is audio, but audio is just sort of, it's the starting place. It's not the end goal, right? Like, it's uh, these conversations are meant to be about how people are able to function in the world doing what it is that they want to do. There are a lot of people out there who want to be audio engineers, and they just don't know necessarily how to function in the world. And they might not necessarily be like a Jesus follower, but they might struggle with sobriety. And it's like, how do you how do you handle those sort of situations? So it's more about like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like talking about audio too, like technically right, great. Right. Let's, let's talk about that too. But I'm just saying like, you don't have to feel bad about not necessarily being like, let's talk about gear. It's not necessarily the point. Yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not who I represent, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but like, I talk about it. I, I promise you that I do talk <laughs> about that a lot. <laughs> But uh, my question for you is, it sounds to me, I guess it's not really a question, more of a statement, right. piggyback off of it, if you will, is what I get out of all the things that you've been saying is you're talking about setting healthy boundaries with people. It's about being upfront with people about what it is that you expect, what it is that they expect, and then finding a place where you guys can function in a cohesive way. So it sounds like setting up healthy boundaries. So I've feel like the question that should go there is how do you set up healthy boundaries? I mean, it's one thing to say, have healthy boundaries. It's another thing to grow and actually have established healthy boundaries. So how did you go about figuring those out, I guess, or or what works best for you? Yeah. Have somebody else that you know in the room that you know and trust, right? I think that's, that's huge. But also, you know, having 
a roommate definitely helps uh, too as well. And so that's one thing, you know, if I'm in the studio with somebody, I'm like, hey, I'm in here with the, you know, so-and-so. And so that keeps me even more accountable with that. But I would say like just with people that don't necessarily know I just say, hey, here are the studio boundaries. Here's kind of what we're doing. We're here to make music, and that's it. Like, we're not here to act a fool. We're not here. Like, you can have a a, a drink, you know, outside. But inside the studio, it's not going to happen. Also, 9 out of 10 audio repairs are because of food or, like, (laughs) dust. Or, yeah. So, I'm just saying, don't bring like stuff into your studio. Keep your studio nice and clean. So, yeah. <laughs> God. It's yeah. all the dust. You people yeah, yeah. your dust. <laughs> Smoke, right? Oh my gosh. Dude, <laughs> hey, my space. My space. Oh my goodness. I moved recently and so the audio in here has been absolutely a struggle bus. That's what I'm trying to yeah. say. I was like, what's the okay. right word? It's been a struggle bus. Cause like <laughs> it's poorly insulated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no central AC. So, or heating. So I had to like get a window unit. Do you oh, know wow. how hard it is to do audio with a window unit? Like, yeah. No, I, I seriously, I understand the struggle, but here's the thing. <laughs> get soundproof walls. I wish I could like bring you around, you know, but yeah. So I got like one on the ceiling. I got (laughs) two bass traps on the side. I got four on the side right here. And I got another bass trap in the corner. Honestly, when I'm mixing, I mix like right here and it's perfect. It's perfect. You know, so right now you're, you're in the studio of Holy Gang production. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, like when yeah. I was in Austin, my my space was perfect. I had it all set up. Yeah. I had made wall panels for oh, myself nice. and like hung them up and it was That's great. And I was up. like, we're here. We're good. I got everything perfect. Yeah. I finally got my setup that I wanted. And then right. I had to leave it. Yeah, I'm I'm I apologize for all the uh the changing and whatnot. I'm just trying to find the correct level, you know. Oh, you're fine. So you're good. Yeah. I so mean, I, I finally have it where it's all flat, which is gotcha. nice. Yeah. You know, the podcast flat. podcast flat. Yeah. Look, so. those are hard. That's all I know. But so yeah. far, I'm glad because you don't have the, or at least I hope that this won't happen. But so far, I haven't had any of those uh, laggy, like, robot sounds. It oh, yeah. No, like, it won't <laughs> happen. It won't happen in my system. Those. I promise you. I promise you. Because guess what? This is like professional grade. You're talking like, what, like what is Kendrick your, Lamar. Oh, you got a Kendrick Lamar set up. Tell me, what is your yeah. setup then? Uh, what, what all you all right, got in there? I mean, you brought it up. I mean, you brought it up. I want to know. I want the words. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Evan just went to his closet. <laughs> This is the gear audio side of me, all right? <laughs> okay, I'm okay with this. What you got? Yeah. I mean, I got a lot of stuff, but I'll show you a few things. So this right here is a Shure SM7B, which is fast. really good for podcasts, but also really good for singing yeah. and vocals and, like, everything. Because it was Michael Jackson's Literally. microphone. Yes, exactly. And if so, it was good for MJ, it's good for the rest of us. <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. So this pretty baby right here 
is a Sennheiser E906. This right here is the best thing for a guitar. Really? Slap it on an amp, dangle it like this, and you got perfect guitar sounds. Now, this next one is like 10 microphones in one, and I have two of these. But then I also have a drum kit. Like, like microphone set too. So people want to like do a four piece drum set, whatever. So this right here, where's the mic? Oh, there it is. Is a ML2 by Slate Digital. This right here can be that microphone that you have right there. Mm. And it sounds perfect. Really? Like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a dynamic mic. My audio skills are a little rusty explaining at times. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm not great at explaining things always either. I mean, it's, Oh no. Like that, that's one of the things. I mean, I try to, I try to do my best at. So yeah, I'm more into live sound than, than studio, but I mean, I've, I know both. And so with my media tech schooling, I actually got to be able to do, Meet a bunch of people, a bunch of connections, uh, engineers that, I mean, are awesome and that can definitely help with my stuff too. Um, whenever I'm like, Hey, I need some more juice on something, yeah. you know, and they can just be like, <laughs> so, gotcha. um, yeah. So it's like, you can never do a song alone. Like it's not as fun, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah, so what is your setup that you're talking with me now on? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I was gonna get to that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Then you yeah. just keep going. Yeah. You just do so, you. <laughs> yeah. So I had you know multi million dollar studios that I can go to in Farmers Branch, and so that can be you know the cream of the crop, and 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 they have analog gear, they have digital gear, they have. 60 track outs, you know, track channel, analog track, tape recorder, all of it. Like everything that you see at an actual studio, that is kind of what you see, you know, in, in this school. And so I was like, you know what? I need to model that in that way that makes sense. And so I, I have two Yamaha HS8s with a sub underneath. And so that's what I mix off of. But then I also have these nice JBLs. They're probably about, I think, 200s. Uh, they're kind of smaller, but they're really nice. Just to finalize your mix a little bit, maybe hear a little bit closer. If you want to hear a little bit louder, go to the, you know, the Yamaha. I also have a keyboard as well, which is a complete control keyboard, kind of like MIDI sounds uh, that I allow producers to kind of like, play around with and lots of stuff like that. And then right now I'm talking out of the Apollo X4. Um, and so that one was a very pretty penny. Yeah. But it yeah. was probably one of the best things ever because right now I'm talking in the live feedback of the Universal Apollo, which is the audio interface, which is what you're hearing right now. And I can do live mixing to my vocals as I'm talking yeah. to you right now. Yeah, the Apollo yeah. is really so cool. It's really nice. It's really nice. And so I actually have two. So I have one on the road and one ever, you know, like, oh, I have a beat. Oh, I have a 
audio interface and we could just record on this mic or a different mic. So over in the corner, I do have a, uh, again, a slate digital microphone. They're very popular. It's the big condenser mic that you see a lot of that's like, oh, it's 10 mics in one or 12, 20 mics. And, you know, so I have that. Yeah, I have that. And it makes a difference. Like, honestly, like when you when you get into it, like those mics, they sound like the real thing. Yeah. yeah. So that was also a very pretty penny. But <laughs> all <laughs> worth it if I can charge people for it, you know? Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. That's definitely part of, like, the game, exactly. right? Like, you don't just, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. We buy these things because we love them. But right. you also buy these things because, you know. Yeah, I need to make money. Money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And a lot of people don't know that I that I have this. So I try to. I try to promote it every once in a while, but if I want it to come naturally, right? I don't want it to just be forced and say, Hey, I'm a, you know, engineer and, and <laughs> all this stuff. So, yeah. um, yeah. What kind of headphones you got? Slate digital VSX. Again, man, you are really digging the slate. Yeah, they're good. You're really good here because for guess it. what? The professionals use it, you know? And so guess what? I can have fully functioning digital chambers that are sounding amazing, like Nashville studios, you know, there's some studios in LA, you know, stuff like that. And they, they really do make my mixes a heck of a lot better. Yeah. So, so tell me this in terms of like the theory of audio for you, do you think that, would you say you make the gear or the gear makes you? Because mm, a lot of people, especially starting out, they'll be like, oh, well, I got to buy all this equipment, right? And they're like, I got to go out and buy and spend all this money on all this stuff. And they're like spending, they're going into debt to try to start studios. And then they're not necessarily as successful as they would have hoped because they're like, well, I bought all this gear and then nobody cared. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, you, you, re, you run into people like that, but then there's also people on the flip side who are also very much so like, yeah, but you know, work within your means. Like, you know, I went out, all I had was like 300 bucks and I started the studio with my $300 and then what bamboo look at me later, you know, I have this great studio. So, or I make great mixes off of the stuff that I only spend 300 bucks on. Right. So how, where do you kind of uh, feel? So at first I thought that if I had all this gear, right, then it'd be great. But I realize it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're on a computer. It doesn't matter if you have a, an actual studio. I just want to bless people in, in the way that, you know, Christ has blessed me being able to do both, honestly, and to pursue my dream as, you know, an entrepreneur. And so with that in mind, I think now it's really about the person. Who makes the gear possible? How to work it? How to learn from it? I mean, I, I hype MediaTek all the time because that place changed the way I saw what I could do or what I couldn't do. And so I just, you know, the whole fear and confidence EP, that was all through MediaTek. And so, yeah, I had a lot of mixing engineers, a lot of engineers, a lot of artists come in, a lot of you know, that sort of thing. And then ultimately, you know, 
I had to do a lot of stuff myself. I, I didn't know it was going to get this huge, honestly. Like, in my opinion, and, and, you know, having tracks out there that are like super popular that people actually listen to. Um, I looked at my total streams and it's up to 55,000 in the last six years. So, I mean, yeah, that's not a lot to a lot of people, but to me, I think that's, that's a lot. awesome. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's better than those people who got like, you know, a hundred streams right, for right. like six years and you're like, that's like not even. Right. <laughs> no. And, uh, you know, it, it, I think it's a slow come up for me. And, and I'm glad for it because I need it. If I was so successful right now, what lessons would I learned along the way? You know, and, and I'm grateful for that. I really am because honestly, like I love my producers and my team and, and just people that know me and love me. I mean, I, I just gotta shout out my family for supporting me always in this, you know, whether it's helping me with the wedding type stuff or whether it's, you know, just supporting me with everything. So, I mean, I just got to thank my family, but also got to just thank my friends that, you know, are far away and near. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like I, I don't take a relationship for granted anymore. Like I used to. Right. I used to. And now it's like God has like given me these group of people. And it's like every week we just do leadership stuff uh, together and just pray with one another and just say, hey, man, how you doing? Like, so it it's it's really huge, I think, in my opinion, to come at this industry in a form of, of I think, what Christ would come as as a servant right he came to serve not to be served gotcha and i think if we all have that mentality you're gonna go up a lot more faster than oh i did on my own i hear you is my point oh good so to transition though (laughs) (laughs) but to transition though it it made me think of a of a question though yeah which is so through all of this learning skills trying to develop as you know business owners etc what was, I guess, the hardest lesson or the hardest thing that you had to learn in terms of managing your business or even just like starting out in audio and, and trying to make that, you know, your, your primary source of income? Yeah, I think one thing is to never pass up on $100. <laughs> never pass up on. No, I'm serious. I, I, really? I heard that. Yeah. I heard this once and it kind of, kind of brought, you know, like gratefulness. Like God is going to provide, like God is going to provide for you. And, and that's something that a lot of people don't have the faith anymore. Like, Oh, you need to get this salary job or, Oh, you need to get this particular like career assignment or, <laughs> You know, that sort of thing. God's going to make a way. Like, and I've learned that since day one. And if I had to do it all over again, I would definitely change some things. In the beginning, I spent, you know, $800 on turntables. And it was like, I mean, they were old and they weren't even like new. They were like CDJs. They weren't even like the analog turntables. So 
Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Honestly, just if, if God is telling you to do something, do it. You know, even if it means financial suicide at times, because I think, you know, there's been plenty of times where I've done that, but in the end, he's always provided again and again and again and again. And so, you know, with this business, a lot of people don't understand the music industry. It's like stocks. <laughs> like it, it, it really is. It's, it's, there's some high points, there's some low points, but you keep going. That's what it is. But, you know, making a plan, having a budget, I think is, is super important. And that's what I'm learning even now, because I think, you know, in my younger days, <laughs> when I was a child, <laughs> I didn't necessarily care about much or anything else. Um, but now I care a lot more about the people and the relationships than just making music or, or being the next big thing or whatever. You know, I think our eyes need to be towards, hey, who are we doing this for? So basically, like, what's your purpose? Right. Like, it should be geared towards what's your purpose, not I'm just out here because I want right. to be out here in these At streets. At first, DJing, I was, like, very prideful in myself. And and there were times where I was like, you know, I, it was kind of like the, oh, I don't necessarily want you here, God. I'm going to do my own thing type thing. And so... One of those things I just remember driving to uh, UNT one day because I, I went there for about a year and a half. I got my associate degree and then I went to Media Tech and got my other associate degree. So I technically I have a bachelor, but whatever. <laughs> um, so technically it was, it was it just came to a point where it's like I was so mad at myself because I was like, I should be, you know, doing all this stuff, but I never did anything. I was just mad, you know, and I was just like, I need to, I need to repent of this. <laughs> I need to get, get right with God before I start this anew. And that's where fear and confidence kind of came in. And it's like, I'm still in that process a little bit with the fear of people a little bit, just, just with certain things and, the way that people can act sometimes is just crazy. Um, <laughs> and so I've always kept it just real. I mean, recently real. I, I've definitely had my fake seasons of life. Definitely. It hasn't always been just like this side of, of, Oh yeah, Jesus. It's like, all right, let's get this money. You know, Oh, let's, let's get, just a part of the industry, right? Or whatever it is. But I think when you're in pain and, and when you understand that Jesus is in the midst of that pain, it changes everything. Cause now you're like, okay, I know Jesus is here with me. And so how am I going to best represent him? And how am I going to love the person that I'm engineering? Or, or, or literally, uh, it's a serv servitude, you know, and, and sometimes I don't even ask for payment. I'm just like, Hey, here's, you know, your mix or Hey, here's, you know, the recording or what, whatever it is. Just cause like, I know that there are people out there worse 
than I am. Do you mean worse off than you are? No, 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 no. Like, like worse. Or- at, like, I meant, <laughs> I meant like worse in more of a spiritual sense, not like oh, financial okay. sense. Like, like, they could wait. pay me. They honestly probably could. But no, it, it's more of like, hey, I'm going to love you and I'm going to serve you. And guess what? Just here you go. Because, gotcha. you know, Jesus died for you and loves you. you okay. know? Got you. Yeah. Got you. Okay. I was like, yeah. let me clarify. Yeah. What yeah. You no, mean no. By that. That's perfectly fine. Because honestly, <laughs> okay. when I said it, I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh, what does that mean? <laughs> Got you. Okay. So what? Wow. Okay. That was a lot. And I was trying to figure out. Yeah, I know. I talk. I, I told you I talk. No, 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 that's fine. I, I wanted to make sure. Okay. I was trying to make sure that I understood mm. everything that you said. Right. And so I, I feel like the moral of what you said was that the hardest thing that you had to learn was how to overcome certain obstacles, whether it be interacting with certain people, whether it was your own fear and anxiety and learning the skills or um, having uh, the mindset, I guess, of discerning how best to approach those situations. Yeah. I think is that, that what you is something that trying to say. Yes. That is what okay. I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Okay. I yeah. wanted to make sure I was like, those. I wanted to make sure I got that. That's okay. honestly what I, I've been kind of saying for the past 20 minutes, but it's been like, you, you hit it. <laughs> well, it's easier when you're listening than to, well, let me rephrase that. It's easier when you're active listening because people half listen and then they miss the point. Exactly. But I think one of like the healthy things of conversations is to hear people and then say back what you think it is that they said to make sure that you're both on the same page. And even if you get it wrong, at least you're doing it. Like, <laughs> and then at least you know that you interpret what they said wrong, and then you can clarify. So, yeah, I've, I've done that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know. This whole interviewing thing is new to me. I didn't exactly like go to school or anything to like be an interviewer. Since I didn't go to school for this, I spent a lot of time for myself researching and trying to understand how to be an effective interviewer. Especially since my podcast tends to be more long form than short form. I like, you know, cause short form is like 30 minutes or less. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Media tech. They have plenty of people. Up Look, I'm going to need you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> this guy, media tech can help you with everything. If you have any problems in life, just assume media tech no, can teach you. No, no, I'm, That's I'm what I just, got out of that. No, what I am <laughs> saying is they have resources. For the public to use. No, nah, I'm I'm sticking with what I said. I like mine better. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, it's it's gonna be top tier. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Do you think that's like a big lesson through your life and what it is that you've been doing and stuff? It's just learning to just say yes to opportunities, even if they don't necessarily make sense. Yes, I do actually, because I think that God kind of wakes us up in some ways and saying, Hey, you're going to do some stuff for free, even though you don't want to do stuff for free. I, I just bring it back to, you know, when Jesus was up on the summit on the mound and he was talking to his disciples and he was saying, Hey, some people are going to get this 
what I am saying, but other people are not. And it's going to sound confusing. It's going to sound different. It's going to sound not possible. And so that is something that I believe that Christ is bringing me into a, a season where the impossible is possible. Gotcha. Cool. So I don't know at, at your school if they do this or not, but when I first went to college, the first time, yeah, first time. I was wondering why I don't want to go back. <laughs> the first time I went to college, I went to DBU. Okay. DBU's program, especially their music business program, even though it was like, it's supposed to be more well-rounded program in terms of teaching you audio, but they also had a huge focus on uh, learning business and understanding business. So I guess, how did you learn, you know, how to manage and run your business? Like, did you learn that in school or was it more of a self-taught situation and just kind of learned over, over the years of just trial and error? I would just say half and half, <laughs> half okay. and half. Yeah. Just in order to make sense, you know, what you can't do and what you can't do. But then if it's really on your heart, God is going to allow that to be able to for you to go, you know, and so I just, I'm actually going to go to uh, Atlanta for the Holy Smoke Tour next weekend and basically just connect with those people and hopefully make something happen. Is there like a business conference or something? Uh, kind of. It's it's a festival, Indie Tribe Festival. So just a bunch of independent artists, DJs going there, making it just collaborating and then also want to see reach records and just kind of see if uh one of my friends who works over there his name is biz uh he does a lot of stuff for the mixing for lecrae and all of those guys and so just trying to connect with him as well okay maybe i am confused but what does that have to do with learning business because sometimes you gotta sacrifice money in order to make money and make connections and make kind of the ways of business that sometimes businesses don't actually tell you in school. Like the school of business is what I'm trying to say. Okay. So, okay. So does that make sense? <laughs> I'm trying to make it make sense. <laughs> Experience. Not really. No? I'm sorry. It didn't really make, I was trying. I was really trying, but I was like, I feel like I missed the point somewhere okay. in the middle because yeah. I felt like my question was, how did you learn about business? Did you learn right. it in school well, or in person? That's, that's and you're saying I'm... that part of learning is the experience yeah. of running business, not necessarily reading about it in a textbook. Right. Is that the, is that the yes. point? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. 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 So <laughs> the main reason for uh, your question is yes, you can learn it in a textbook, but the majority of it is actually through experiences, but also relationship and networking. Half of business is just networking. That's okay. it. Like gotcha. literally the money, the contracts, all that can come later. But if you know, and you rock with the person and you're like, Oh, you're super dope. I want to like collab with you someday. Like then that kind of gets in the mood. Oh, they're serious. Like, and so for me, business is more than just, you know, getting the royalties and check, getting the publishing, getting the sync license and getting, you know, all of that kind of copyright and everything like that together. And, and it's, again, it's kind of 
really just using what you have in front of you and making it work. Gotcha. So I want to ask you, I guess, a business technical question. Okay. okay? So because you have mixing projects and you have, you know, producing and stuff like that that you do via studio, do you have any, I guess, systems in place to help you stay organized and manage that? Like, I don't know, like some people have like uh, CRM, some people do, you know, they write everything out by hand and that's how they keep track of stuff. They have XLL spreadsheets. Like how do you manage and maintain being organized in a efficient fashion? Cause I know that's something that people struggle with is trying to get organized and then stay organized. Uh, I have a lot of folders on my desktop. So I do that, but then I also have a particular folders inside the folders that are particularly just for beats or just for like, you know, Holy Gang Productions, production stuff or like my own personal DJ Yvonne stuff for, you know, with the contracts and the templates and everything like that. So I, I have everything digitized on the cloud, actually. Which I think is a best idea ever because a lot of people, they lose their stuff. So for me, I never lose my stuff. Gotcha. And I also have a bunch of external hard drives for all the music I have. <laughs> so I have a backup of the backup. Got it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I know like recently I've been playing with the idea of getting a CRM because managing emails is not my forte. <laughs> And so I know like that's a huge part of being a successful in, in business. I mean, in life really, in but life, especially yeah. in business, right? And organizing myself in that way has been like, okay, I realized that especially like with reaching out for people for the podcast, I was sending a lot of these same emails with like slightly different wording. And so I was like, can I not just automate this? And so not that I don't want to like talk to people or email them, but I mean, how many times do I got to say, Hey, here's this link to this thing. Go schedule yourself. Right. You know, like how many times <laughs> do I really want to type that out? Right. And so, which is obviously like, that's how I schedule people. Right. I'm like, Hey, here's a link to Calendly. Go schedule yourself. And, or here's this Google form for all of your like social media links of uh, your bio. And then like, it's like, do you have any questions for me? Obviously you don't because you just showed up <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that. And so that way, when I post on social media, I make sure I get everybody's information correctly. But the point was that I was trying to make was that there's there's all these things like that that I've been trying to be better about. Right. And so I know like getting a CRM is part of that for me, at least. And I know some people are like, oh, yeah, CRMs are like the best thing ever. Automation is everything. <laughs> and so I've, I, I know for me that that's a skill that I've been trying to to learn and hone. So I guess my follow up question that I'm trying to hint at here is what is a business skill that you're trying to learn and hone? So the business skill that I'm trying to hone in right now is that's a really good question. <laughs> I think time management, time management, time management is crucial. That's one thing just in life. Time management is like super important. So it's really about 
going in and having genuine time with people. And sometimes I do that good. Sometimes I don't do that as good, but it's a work in progress. So what, how do you go about managing your time? Like, how do you actively plan out and make sure that, you know, you have time set aside for all the different things that you're trying to do? Well, first off, you got to schedule it, put it in your calendar, make sure that you understand, hey, this is in a calendar at a specific time. That way you can know exactly when you're doing what you're doing, especially with gigs. I always make sure I have my gigs lined up. And if I say, oh, if so, if uh, a client or a customer or an artist are like, hey, what are you doing such and such time? Well, let me check my calendar. I mean, I think that's honestly one of the easiest ways to keep accountable in that. Gotcha. Okay. So you made me think of something, which is not at all what I was thinking about two seconds ago, but how, (laughs) how do you manage, I guess, how have you been affected with COVID? I mean, you did a lot of live stuff. I mean, church was live sound and a lot of people stopped going to church because we were all online or whatever. And then DJing was, I'm assuming people weren't having weddings or bar mitzvahs. I don't, I don't know why I said bar mitzvahs. They are things, but I don't, I don't know why that was the thing that came to my mind, but you know, they, there's not a whole lot of that going on. At least I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. Has, has there been a lot of that sort of stuff going on? So I guess like, um, there has been actually, there has yeah. been. So you weren't highly impacted with Rona um, for that purpose? I was because I was kind of just cooped up at my parents' house at that time. And then I got a house because COVID prices were just amazing. Um, I think you're the only person who said that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think the housing market now is like through the roof. Oh, no. Like I everywhere. got it like a year ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was gotcha. like way down. Gotcha. I, I, I've been, ex- again, I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I, He's I, like, I, I was extremely blessed. That's yes, the answer. Exactly. To the exactly. I was extremely blessed. Yes. Like, I had work, but it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that, Got well, it. no, it wasn't that bad because it didn't necessarily affect, it just changed. Right? I mean, that's, that's something that, you know, especially in the music industry, it changes every day, <laughs> every yeah. three years. You know? So it was more about pivoting then. Yes. So it was like you pivoted from, let's say live stuff to more of your online work from place that isn't necessarily going out and doing an event type of place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. How was that for you? Like, I know a lot of people have been trying to figure out how to pivot in an effective way. And some people have been struggling with it because they're like, I don't know how to pivot. I don't know what that's supposed to look like. So I guess, how did you, I guess, figure that out for yourself? So for me, it's it's kind of like I was in survival mode a little bit, but then also just trusting in God. Uh, like I said, God opens doors that I can't open, <laughs> you know, and, and when I see a door, I just say yes. You know, it's it's being available, being open and just being within the business side of things. Not afraid to take risks. Yeah, I can see that. You said something earlier about, wait, hold on a second. Evan, are you, 
what are you racially? Excuse me? No. <laughs> I'm I'm white. I'm sorry. I had like so many trains of thoughts that like collided all at once. And then I was like, there's no graceful way of me saying this, is there? Hey, I just just say it. It's fine. I, I look, I try to have some tact, but I was like, I have none right now. I'm just asking the question. Right. Evan, right. are you what are you? <laughs> like <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so bad. That's so funny. <laughs> Nobody is blind. Well, there's been a few people who has been like, "What are you?" <laughs> I mean, I probably shouldn't have said it like that. Oh, but you funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just where that landed, right? <laughs> Well, okay. I'm white. I'm actually okay. a second generation Italian. So I actually <sighs> go, uh, visit my, my Italian family, uh, every two, three years. So. Got it. Yeah. That explains the coloration. Yes. Yeah. I'm not yeah. like white, white, but I'm like still white. <laughs> like, you know what? <laughs> like I'm of the Caucasian descent, but I have color. It's exactly. I'm, I might be descended from a black person. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, do we really do know? Do we even I know? Mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's really funny. I showed your picture to my, to the people. Cause I was like, cause I was talking about how I was interviewing you and like my family and stuff are super supportive of it, of me doing whatever it is that I'm doing. Yeah. And so I'm always talking about it. And I'm like, oh my God, look at this thing that I'm doing. <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> I was showing it to them and they were like, he looked black. And I was like, I don't think he black, guys. Okay. Like, he looks, he looks, he wow. looks like he got something. So then somebody said that you looked Caribbean. Like you had like, like you were like Caribbean descent. I was like, all right. I was like, I mean, I'm German and Italian. So, but, but, Hey, I don't know. But hey, that I would don't be know. so dope. Like I found out I was ethnic. How cool! Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's so I just I I oh my gosh. Keep this. Okay. I love this. By the way, <laughs> I want everybody <laughs> like, oh to know God. about this conversation. <laughs> oh my goodness! I love it. <laughs> this is great. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Honestly, I'm, if I'm being honest, I don't actually edit my own podcast. And by Ooh. edit, I mean I don't do content edits. Gotcha. Because I realize I am way too critical of myself. Mm -hmm. Like when I first started editing my podcast, I was cutting out mm -hmm. stuff that people were like, "Why would you cut this out?" And I was like, "Because it has the wrong impression." And they were like, "That doesn't make any sense. Leave it in." And so I realized that I was judging myself too harshly because I didn't ever want people to take the things that I said or things that other people said and take them wrong, but you can't change people's intentions, if that makes sense, or like how they're going to interpret stuff. And you can do your best to be as effective in communication as you want. But if somebody's bound to take something the wrong way, then they're going to take it the wrong way, no matter what. And so I realized that I needed help with that. So I don't actually content edit but i do mix and eq and and all that sort of stuff myself i'm basically mostly a one person show with the exception of actual cutting out editing parts because i don't do that part right. because i judge myself too hard right right yeah so which is which is like a one of those things i had to learn about myself i didn't realize i was that critical until i was faced with me being that critical and i was like ah <laughs> life lessons learned duly noted yeah I mean, sometimes you just gotta not 
let yourself distract you and what and kind of what your purpose is, right? I think that so many of us listen to other people rather than ourselves. We can't allow ourselves to let ourselves be destroyed because, because honestly, like, I think that that is, uh, you know, kind of like an evil spirit just saying, Hey, you know, look at you. Look at what you're doing. Like, and oh, look who's over here. Look who's doing that. Look who's more successful than you over here. Yada, yada, yada. And it's like, so tiring i'm just like i'm gonna just be me yeah be in my lane yeah and let god handle it yeah you know yeah i know that i struggle pretty hard with anxiety i'm an actually anxious person i get it from my father he's also Your highly father. anxious plus yes my father <laughs> uh he's a highly anxious person and so i know that I didn't realize how much anxiety I really had until I got older because I just assumed that that's how all people were. I thought all people thought in this way and I saw my dad thought in that way. And so I was like, oh, that's just how people function. And so it right. took me a while <laughs> to learn that that's not how all people function. Exactly. And so learning to deal with that anxiety yes. was for me, like even now, like with, with podcasting, putting my opinions out there. It's one of the reasons why I never did social media, right? I never liked mm. putting those sort of things out there because I was just like, yeah, uh, I'm living my life and I don't want other people to like impact to that you, and judge right? me to, for to, me yeah. being me. And so with podcasting, I was, I had the same fears, but I didn't realize they were the same fears until like I started editing my podcast and going through that process and learning all of that. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is a lot. I mean, podcast work is uh, very interesting as well, uh, trying to mix it and everything. So, yeah. Do you mix fun. podcasts? I do. Yeah. So I, I thought you're, I'm going to say this I, with no real confidence, but uh, right. I thought that you mostly did music and like hip hop artists and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I do it all. I kind of do it all, like 5.1 movies and stuff like that. I can do that off i mean my studio can't do that but i can i can up for the task to do that so do you not think it's important to niche down it's a very good question i don't think so because if you limit yourself you never know what you're capable of doing right i mean my professor one of my professors he did literally mixed the entire albums of pantera like that's hit like literally. And so they're like a rock band back in the day. I know who Pantera is. <laughs> exactly. So he was the full on audio engineer doing music and stuff, but he learned something. He, he said, you know, doing audio for movies is what I enjoy now. Like, it, like you said, how do you pivot? How do you, how do you do that? Well, guess what? I just gave you an example and that example was for producing music and producing a film for audio is very similar. Interesting. Cause yeah. I, I find that like, for example, with going into this whole podcasting thing and, and changing my life around because with like live sound and stuff, the world for me looked different. The way that you mix is different. Like, I mean, the fundamental pr principles of live sound and audio across the board are the same, right? Like you have frequency ranges, you have compression, you have EQ. Yep. Okay. Those, those exist everywhere. Right. But when you get down into like the nitty gritty of it, when you get down into 
how do you do audio in live sound versus how do you do audio in podcasting versus how you do audio in music? They're not the same. I mean, they have similar foundations, but ultimately the way that you approach them, the way that you conquer them are different because your medians and how you're hearing it is different. So you have to take that into consideration. And so I think it's, it's one of those things that's kind of, I wouldn't say necessary because I don't know if necessary is the right word, but I do wonder about the necessity, like about how, if there's a downside to being too open to all possibilities and ending up in situations where you aren't as experienced as you would normally if you had a niche. Right. Or even like giving out quality work. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure you could do like a decent job, but are you as good as you could be if you, if you were specific to a genre or if you were specific to just mixing versus just mastering or, you know, doing work for film and television? Like that's very specific. So I just wonder if there's like a downside to being too open. I think there is. I think there is, especially with scheduling and everything like that. You can't kind of do it all. I mean, some people are very talented and they can right. do it all. But, you know, for me, it, I'm a DJ, you know? Yeah. And so that's what I love to do and that's my passion. Then why audio? Because audio and DJing go hand in hand. How do you figure? Because if you think about it, live sound, you're going to have your mixer, you're going to have microphones, you're going to have everything about that. And then the studio, you just transfer it in inside. That's it. Like literally live sound, it's live. Studio sound, it's in the studio. It's the same thing. Maybe a little bit different here and there, but ultimately it's the same thing. And and you can you can fight me no. on that. That's fine, but no, no, no. <laughs> I had an idea, and I was trying to flush it out before I said it again gotcha. because I, I, apparently I'm not great with transitions. But <laughs> so I was trying to think. <laughs> I was trying to form the words first. Right. Okay. So I think most people think of DJing as more of a performance. Like in terms of you're an artist, right? Like you're right, on stage, right. you're performing. Mm-hmm. Most people think of sound engineers as behind the scenes performing, right? Like exactly. Yeah. As sound engineers, we affect the way people hear sound. Yes. Whether that's live in the studio, whatever, you're a mm-hmm. part of that artist's performance. Right. So if that's the case, then I can understand why you would say that they're in essence the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess I was taught that they were the same thing in the sense of like just learning all of it together. And so I think when, you know, we only learn one side of it rather than the other, then that creates kind of the niche, you know, that you're talking about. Um, But I think... You know, for me, it was a little different because, you know, I, I gravitated towards live and studio just because one, you can actually have a job with both of those, but two, you can even, you can make it like a career by d- being a DJ engineer, you know, executive producer, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Got it. 
That's interesting. I never had anybody put them in the same category before. Right. As as being the same thing. Most people tend to think of DJs as DJs and then sound engineers as sound engineers, especially because yeah. most DJs can't sound engineer them. So Exactly. Right? Yeah. Cuz you still need an actual sound engineer. I don't know. It's really interesting. Depending. It's just, depends, but yeah. The, yes, yes. It, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Of course, all situations have different scenarios that goes into them, but just broadly speaking with absolutely no real context, uh, <laughs> that yeah. tends to sort of be a thing that happens. And so, yeah, no, that's, a, that's an interesting, interesting thought, I guess at this point, final question, then what advice would you like to leave the audience with that you think would be helpful, productive, whatever? Never give up, even when it stinks. <laughs> I know that sounds like really basic and really just, I pulled it randomly, but honestly, no. It's because there were times where I felt like this is it. I'm not going to make it past a certain time just with gear and, and trying to pay the gear and everything like that, but then also just with clients um, and everything of the sort, I guess, mostly been with DJ clients, especially with COVID and allowing just being available, I think is, is huge for, for people, but also being able to supply the needs within a budget that they say, Oh, that's, I love that. That sounds great. That makes all the world rather than, Hey, this is my budget and this is how I'm going to play it. Okay. But be warned. It's, it may, you may get fewer gigs, but I know that with, you know, with time and with ex excellence and what you do, you know, you're going to get your worth. So just be patient when you're starting out and allow, just allow time to grow in whoever you're trying to be. Got it. It's nice advice. Well, thank you so much for, for doing yeah, this with for me today. Me it's been fun. Yeah. You're a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> you're talkative too. I love it. <laughs> That's great. All right, chickadees. That's the end of this episode. I hope you got something out of it. Hope you enjoyed. In the meantime, head on over to beatsinabottle.com so you can sign up for our newsletter so you can stay up to date on all things Let's Talk Audio and, well, me. Also, for those of you who do not know, we do have a Discord server. So message me so I can send you the link so we can continue the conversation over there. In the meantime, let's keep talking about audio. <laughs>